Welcome to the Torah Journey Podcast. My name is Rabbi Ken Brodkin, and I've been a community rabbi for over 15 years. During that time, I've learned that the wisdom of Judaism is powerful, but it's not always easy to understand. Our weekly podcast will enrich your journey and give you practical advice about how to apply the wisdom of Judaism to your life. We'll offer you insights based on the Parsha, current events, the Jewish year, and more. This is the Torah Journey Podcast. It's great to be back with you. We've had a little break, and now we are back for Parsha's Lech Lecha. And the Torah actually makes an important shift in our Parsha. In previous weeks, of course, we learned the Parshios of creation, destruction, the aftermath. And now we reach the story of one individual who heeds the word of Hashem, leaves his homeland, fulfilling that ultimate purpose of creation. And I think if we stand back from the Torah... This is really the introduction, Lech Lecha, of the nation that's called upon to serve Hashem, the, the nation that's just bound up in a love relationship with, with Hashem. And this one individual, Avram, is the start of that story. And the beginning of his story is actually a little startling because in the, in the end of the last Parsha, we learned that Terach took his son Avram, along with Lot and Sarai, to travel from Orkazdim to Canaan, but they got stuck in a place called Haran. And now the Torah tells us that God told Avram directly to leave the land of his birthplace or Kazdim and go to Canaan. But hasn't Avram already left with his father Terach? How does this direct command to Avraham relate to the fact that he already started his journey from or Kazdim to Canaan with his father? And what's more, the Zohar points out that there's no mention of why God loves and chooses Avram before this calling of Lech Lecha. I mean, to be sure, later on in the Torah, God explains why Avram is unique. He heeds Hashem's commands, and he does tzedek and mishpat, and the Torah says that he also commands his children in the way of knowing God. And in fact, many generations later, the Navi Yishayahu refers to our father as Avraham Ohavi, Avram, my beloved. Now, apparently, that love was already there when God called upon him with the words, Lech Lecha, go. And yet, none of these qualities are really clarified before that, quali- before that calling. And, and the question is, why is that? I mean, the, the Torah explained, for example, why God loved Noah and why Noah's generation was destroyed. So it's not like the Torah couldn't explain this to us. The Sfas Emes... Hasidic uh, commentary quotes the Zohar, which says that, amazingly, Lech Lecha itself is the praise of Avraham. Listen to the words of the Zohar. This itself is the praise that Avraham heard the words Lech Lecha. Which God calls to all people at all times. Listen to that. The Zohar says this. God is calling to us, all of humanity, lech lecha, at all times. What's special about Avram? Simple. He heard God's call. And so the Torah is teaching us that the word of God came to Avraham, and he was prepared to hear and accept that word, though Hashem is calling to all of us at all times. And the very fact that Avram heard and absorbed the calling of Lech Lecha, that itself is the revelation as to why God loved this man so much. And this is an incredible insight. It suggests that we ourselves in our lives are not all that different from Avram. 
we tend to look at Avraham and say that God spoke to him. And the Zohar teaches us, no, God is speaking to all of us. Lech Lecha is an eternal command for all of humanity at all times. We just have to listen. We are called upon to lift ourselves from our birthplace and travel on a path to a place where we are closer to Hashem. And furthermore, the Sfas Emes adds, Lech Lecha, a human being is called a Mahalach. We are called a traveler. We're migratory beings as we, as we go from one level to the next. And of course, once you reach one madrega, one spiritual level, that becomes second nature. And then you need to go and strive for the next achievement. And Avram was on that path. He was on that journey. And the truth is, the journey actually began before him. It began with his father, Terach. That's why the Torah says that he left or caused him with his father. He didn't really start the journey. It began with Terach a generation before and perhaps even earlier. And Avram started that journey with his father, and then it, it continues. And of course, in his journey, he has moments of triumph, like the moment that he reaches the land of Israel, and he establishes his tent. He plants his tent. He calls out the name of God. And the journey just continues on to new vistas and levels. There's establishing the altar in the land of Israel. There are trials, descent into Egypt, return to the original altar, the original place of worshiping God. And in all of this, Avraham is the start of something. He's the start of our journey as we strive to hear God calling unto us, Lech Lecha, leave the place that you were born and grow to a place that is even closer to me. Sefer Breshis is not just a book of mitzvot, but it's really a foundation for how we live. The Ramban Nachmanides, in his introduction to Breshis, writes that the Torah is not just a book of commands that could have, let's say, begun with the first of the, of the Taryag mitzvot, the first of the 613. The Torah really is a safer for how we live. We, we seek the influence of the Torah and the avos as they're guiding us in Amuna. And the truth is, there's a lot of forces in our lives that are, are seeking to influence us. And those forces might often seem even more powerful than the Torah. I mean, we live in a world with... Hollywood and, and the media and advertising. And these are forces that really actively try to influence the way we think, right? From our values to the decisions about what we make when we go shopping. Sometimes the, the, the movement to influence us is, is overt, such as uh, a Saturday Night Live skit, for example, where the entertainment is specifically designed to create a particular impression. But often cultural forces in the world are more covert. I mean, for example, if Hollywood prevents, uh, presents fame as a sign of success that's just reinforced by many TV shows and movies, then we are subtly and unknowingly influenced by a particular value. I mean, think about it. Many of the heroes of movies or TV shows are folks who are good-looking, rich, and famous. They're not necessarily noble, truthful, or giving. But then the Torah presents its kind of heroes to us. And there are different types of people like Avraham, Rivka, Yosef, all people whose greatest moments really came in private. And so as we learn Sefer Breshis, we, we delve into these values. I was actually thinking about that recently as I reflected on the life of Matasyahu Weinstock, father of Esther Fisher, who's uh, a, she's a Rebbitzin in our community here in Portland. And Mr. Weinstock uh, passed away this week, unfortunately, due to the coronavirus that our society is suffering so deeply from. 
I didn't know him well, but it was not hard to pick up that he was a humble man who just presented the world with a totally different kind of success. That's what you felt from him when you were in his presence. I mean, his his life was just completely wrapped up in the Devar Hashem. Here was a man whose, whose parents sent him away at a very young age to go to yeshiva. But throughout his life, he woke up early, before the other members of his household, before going to work so that he could learn Torah. I mean, think about that for a minute. A man whose value in life was the word of God. Where does that come from? That's the value system of our Torah. And it's just so different than the values that are really being offered in the public square today. And it's a value system that is crystallized in the life of Avraham as God calls upon him prior to the bris milah, walk before me and be perfect. And just as Avram is told here to walk before God and to be tamim, so too much later in Sefer Devarim, the Jewish people are called upon to be tamim with Hashem, your God, to be perfect with God. And this idea of walking with God and being perfect means that Everything in our lives, everything in our reality centers around Hashem. It's an idea that's brought to light time and time again, and especially as God tells Avraham of the bris milah, which is a moment where God gives Avraham two changes at the very same time. Firstly, God changes the name of Ram to Avraham, number one. And number two, he changes his body to include brit milah circumcision. And together, these changes constitute a new brit, a new covenant with God. A brit, in fact, is the language of bria, creation, because brit creates a new relationship. When you have a brit, you have a defining relationship that you carry with you wherever you go. And it's a relationship that defines who you are. So let's delve into that bris. What is the relationship between the new name, Avraham, and the bris of circumcision? The Torah states that the new name Avraham means Avhamon Goyim, the father of many nations. Now that could be taken into different ways. It might mean that he is the father of the tribes of Israel, or it might mean that he is the father of many nations beyond the Jewish people. But whatever the case, Avraham above all else is a father figure. And there's an obvious connection between the name of Avraham, which is the name of fatherhood, and the Brit, the covenant of circumcision. Because circumcision is the covenant that is sealed in the flesh, the flesh that makes a man a father. And the implication of this Brit is that in that place of passion, Avraham is carrying his relationship with God. He wasn't just a person who has kids so that the kids can, you know, help him raise the livestock or help take care of the family farm. He's focusing his passion and having children and raising a family so that they will know God and walk in the path of Hashem doing tzedek and mishpat, righteousness and justice. And so the new name is really an indication of who Avram truly was. He was a guiding father leading other people to the way of God. And the Brit was an indication of where he was leading them. He was leading them to a life in which God is the center of everything, even our basic passions. And bris is just, it's, a, it's, a, it's something which is so foundational, it changes something about our world. The bris is at the center of everything in his life. And it's the, the thing that drove him at different times. For example, when he heard that Lot was taken captive in the War of the Kings.
Avraham lived a profound life where he heard God calling him towards a journey. And the pinnacle of that journey was to find himself in this concrete covenant with Hashem. Walk before me. He's and be perfect. Center your life around me. Seal me in the flesh of your passion. And as you do so, become a father for your own family and for others in their journey to Hashem. And the meaning of this relationship is that our lives center around God. You know, in a sense, it can be easy to see God. The other day, I was walking along the beach and someone noticed my yarmulke and he looked at me and pointed to the ocean and said with a big smile, that's God's gift. And he was right. I mean, a lot of people can see God's gift, but it's quite another thing to base our lives around Hashem. What does that look like? It's really a life where we're going from our birthplace to a place where we're continually deeper in with Hashem. Mike Tress was writing about his mother. She was the daughter of immigrants to the United States in the early 20th century. And at the age of 12, she got a job as a waitress and she had to work on Shabbos. And so she learned how to memorize orders so she wouldn't have to write on Shabbat. And people used to leave her tips on her table and she would just leave them aside so as to not handle money on the Sabbath. She became known for this and people made fun of her, but nothing budged her from her commitment to Shabbos. Now, those were earlier times in America when Jews were standing out so much for their actions in a world where people were pretty much expected to blend in. Perhaps today we stand out more for our beliefs. But just think about someone like Mr. Matasiao Weinstock. He lived in America, grew up completely as an American, and yet his whole life was based not on American values, but on Torah values. He was humble, soft-spoken. He hid his accomplishments. And throughout his whole life, he based his time on the study of Torah, learning himself, teaching others. Think of that, a man who based his life on the word of God and raised other generations of children and grandchildren to do the same. What is the meaning of that? The meaning is simple. The meaning is that ever since the times of Avraham, Jewish people, all people for that matter, ourselves included, can live a life like the life of Avraham. Remember, God didn't only call to Avraham. Hashem is calling unto all of us. He's telling us to leave that place of comfort of our birth and get to a new land. And that was the journey that started in his life, and it continues in ours. Lech Lecha, listen to the call, journey to the place that Hashem will show you.